and welcome to another episode of the Ready or Not podcast, where we talk about the things you might be ready to hear. Or not. I'm your host, Ruthie Chapetta. And I am Noemi Meyer. And welcome to the silent room. Today, we are talking about mixed culture, third culture kids, mm. just like a broad aspect of growing up in different places. and Where you come from. Yeah, exactly. And the different impacts and yeah. situations. Situations. I was talking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the other day. I, I about what? I love that show. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't know that. I'm sorry. Talk about a third culture kid. What the <laughs> hell? Are you black? I'm half black. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great segue. Let me give us your ethnic background. Okay, so I feel like we're bo- we both have some like experience with like being in international spaces and growing up in places where we don't originally come from. Um, should I go first, or would you? That was kind of yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So. I am half German Kenyan and I grew up in Tanzania and that is really confusing <laughs> for me as like for me in like building my identity I guess because there are a lot of like intersecting identities mm-hmm. that's a big word for Elmo <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I know when you were saying it I almost wanted to help you <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway so intersecting identities because I do resonate with my German side I've never really known anything about my Kenyan side. Yeah. But yet I still have knowledge of what it is to be, like, African because I grew up in Tanzania, but never was, like, truly part of, like, the culture. Although I I was. I would say I was. Um, But, like, because my mom is German and, like, moving here and, like... Like, I grew up learning three languages, that's as a child, wild. To yeah, do. that's German, wild. English, well, and Swahili. I did do tubes, but it's not that. It, yeah, it's significantly different. Like my first word was Swahili. I mm-hmm. said mbwa. <laughs> my first word was also Swahili, but it was nani, Aww. which is who. <laughs> and my mom forever is like, you know, like I used to just walk around in my diaper because mm-hmm. hey, free spirit. Wasn't <sighs> that your dad? Wasn't that your dog? Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, all yeah. I could say. Yeah. I would the doorbell would ring and I'd go nani 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 like who's at the door and then my dad got a, a puppy from a friend of his who um was like th- this puppy was born on the same day as your kid here Aww. and because the only words I could freaking say were like you know nani 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 mm-hmm. dog thought his name was just nani nani yeah. nani because I just repeated <laughs> that's so cute I loved that dog with my whole heart he was a burboil and he became a very grumpy old man. <laughs> But uh, sidetrack, but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. I'm mm-hmm. Tanzanian. Both my friends are Tanzanian. Um, well, my dad's part Malawian, but I, I don't, I really don't know much about my Malawian heritage because mm. that was from my grandfather, and he died when I was very, very young. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's talked about, and my tribe, my the tribe my father's a part of is the one to have come down from Malawi into Tanzania. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my mom's a diplomat, so when I was one and a half, I moved to London. Mm-hmm. Um, Hendon. Ooh. Yes, I'm from West London. Um, She's a West London girl. West London lady. <laughs> and I grew up there. Um, and it was wild because, you know, I w- barely knew anything about, you mm-hmm. know, what it was like to live in Tanzania. Yeah. It was like a holiday, you know, I yeah, went for yeah, summers yeah. and Christmas. Yeah. Um, but still for me, in the house. it was house. the other way around. Like, I went on holiday to Germany and um, lived here yeah, the entire yeah. time. I, yeah, yeah. I spoke Swahili at home, English at school, 
you know, mm-hmm. my first my pri- my first real language was English because as much as I knew Swahili, I was still learning it when yeah. I got dropped in the UK. And yeah. Yeah. I used to have the thickest accent. I oh Swahili my god, accent? no 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 English. Oh, <laughs> it was so bad. I kind of wish you'd kept it though. No, <laughs> no, you don't. It was so annoying. Yeah, um, I think that did we. I don't think we gave a definition for third culture kids, do we? Yeah, I also didn't know what that was until approximately... How long has the episode been recording for? Six minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially, what a... Ooh, sorry. It's okay. I just punched her. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, what a third culture kid is, is a child that had, grows up in a different culture to their parents' culture. And so... Third culture kids could be children of expats or diplomats like Ruthie or me. Well, not expat child, <laughs> diplomat child. Anyway. Um, and Army brats. Yeah, exactly. So, and I was as I was doing research, um, the research was saying <laughs> that... It's been a, a long day, ladies and gentlemen. It really has. <laughs> so... Um, globalization has really been a big impact on third culture kids and third like not just not only third culture kids but also like mixed race kids mixed mm-hmm. culture kids you know is like a really fast growing demographic because of globalization and so I think it's just important to talk about like our experiences because everyone's is unique you know and and even if you're from the same culture, it doesn't necessarily mean that your experience is going to be the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I would like to talk about is like, again, intersecting identities and finding your own identity and like our experiences with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Oh, wow. I got the floor. You get the floor. Uh, I get the floor. Um, <laughs> I guess, honestly, it was like I said, it was weird. You know, mm-hmm. I was living in the UK. I grew up... Oh, yeah. This is also kind of interesting. I grew up in a fully Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was the only... We, My family was the only people of color in my whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just my street. Whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to drive for a while before you saw um, <laughs> any other people. Um, and it was honestly, like, the neighbor... Our next-door neighbor, her name was Nadia. Um, love... Honestly, she was so lovely. Mm-hmm. And she would always bring us over, like, food and, like, watch us. And, like, it genuinely played, like, a really big part into like you know me taking in the culture because it was so the sense of community that was around me um, mm-hmm. I wasn't really a part of it but I still got to witness it and yeah. see things yeah you know and it was so eye-opening to me and um but also on that kind of like idea of globalization like a lot like in Britain in London especially there are a lot of immigrants yeah you know and it's very yeah it's very international and yeah. so like a lot like my school class I went to school with a Kenyan uh, a Zimbabwean a Jamaican mm-hmm. like you know but we were all just kind of dropped in London yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. and that in and of itself like we kind of had our own little community of like you know at home we speak a completely different language mm-hmm. we bring weird foods to school mm-hmm. you know well mm-hmm. weird in quotation marks I, yeah. I loved my sega <laughs> okay? I, didn't give a, I didn't care what anybody else said Marage, wow yes oh my god uh. my friends used to come over to my house mm-hmm. um, like my British friends and like, because it's easy to make, my dad would make chips my eye because yeah. it was just eat. If yeah. you had like a sh- uh, like a bunch of kids to feed, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. make. It's, yeah. it's like chips with like egg, and it like creates like. It's like a pat, like <sighs> a pancake. Yeah, made of chips and it's eggs. so good. Yeah. Oh my god, with like ketchup. With ketchup. And bar- oh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please go taste something if you haven't, because wow, it's so good. <laughs> um, but 
like it was they were like what do you what this is the oddest thing i've ever seen yeah. i was like this is the best food you're ever gonna eat <laughs> you're confused mm-hmm. and um then there was also the idea of seeing the people in my house who had their own culture and had grown up with that culture and who weren't mm-hmm. like me who were you know growing up alongside a new culture yeah, yeah. F- figure out what that was you know yeah. like my dad didn't speak a lick of english mm-hmm. when we arrived and she learned english with me Mm-hmm. because I was yeah. a kid and yeah. I was learning English at school and I was coming home and I was just talking to her in English mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like and it was so interesting seeing the way that it blended who where we came from and where we are yes. then yes I think blended is a really mm-hmm. good word because it just like wherever you go it like layers on you yeah know? you never really like I know people like especially like me when I was like moving schools because I graduated and then I came here but I was looking at schools like in the UK too mm-hmm. and all my friends were like you better not forget your Swahili like you better not forget yeah. where you come from and I'm that's like, something I'm so I scared. don't like yeah but like also I feel so deeply connected to it mm-hmm. like you know yeah. like I use Swahili like in daily mm-hmm. sentences lakini kumbe mm-hmm. you know guy like, <laughs> yeah just even like little sounds and stuff like that so i really feel like it's like you said layered Mm -hmm. i don't ever think you peel off a layer i think you just add another one on top yeah (laughs) i was i was watching this ted talk and i'll link it in the resource bank Mm -hmm. and there was this woman she was talking about how she also is a third culture kid and how you know like when you have an iceberg Mm -hmm. and all you see is like the top but then the bottom is like so much deeper the tip of the iceberg Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so the tip of the iceberg, the part that you see, is, like, surface culture. So, like, food and, like, mm. expressions or something. But then the bottom of the iceberg, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> so that's, like, the I'm African. I've never culture. seen an iceberg in my life. <laughs> Oh. oh, you have to write that down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so the bottom of the iceberg is the deep-rooted culture. So it's like your belief system, your values, mm. you know. And so that is like what really sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And like the surface yeah. is like... The can, interchangeability. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like when I was living in the UK, it wasn't <clears> like <throat> I was having Wally and Dondo every day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I wasn't like having Ugali. Yeah. I was sometimes yeah. I'd have fish and chips, you yeah. know, I would... Just eat the food that I was I love available. how fish and chips was the first thing you thought of. <laughs> I, fish and chips and bangers and mash. Like, wow. <laughs> also, jelly and ice cream. I Yeah, everyone I, always looks at me when I say that, but it's good. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I like jelly and ice cream separately. They're good together, too. Okay, Imagine. I'll try it out. It's I'll try so it out. so excellent. Some vanilla ice cream and some raspberry jelly. Oh! Okay. If it was jelly and ice cream day at lunch... She I did a little dance. Like, <laughs> I was in that cafeteria. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, would you like to elaborate or? Yeah, um, I think that I agree, honestly. Like, it was a really good way of saying it, that Mm -hmm. analogy, because a lot of things change, you know, like your language changes depending on where you're living and who you're talking to. Yeah, definitely. And like, like my English is so much better than my German, which yeah. is my mother tongue, mm-hmm. only because I grew up around people who spoke who English. Who spoke English, yeah. And also the fact that I go to school in English, you yeah. know. But then there's also that Swahili aspect. Yeah. Of like my my dad 
Dada's nanny in Swahili. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like we should put I know. I was going to say Dada. That's why I stuttered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my Dada taught me Swahili. I spent most of my time with her, and that's how I learned Swahili. And so it's like all like at the same time, just like kind of intertwining, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's also, like, like you said, the belief system of it. Because, mm-hmm. like, Ooh, especially yeah. for, for yeah. I'm speaking personally, because I can't speak for other cultures, because can't be can't lie, I'm an African. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but like, it's especially with the African culture and the traditionality of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things they just don't like. I they don't resonate with me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was always so. I was always caught between where I came from and the traditional culture and respecting mm-hmm. that and wanting to honor it and still be a part of it. Yeah. And the fact that the world was changing yeah. and that there were ideas, yeah. like yeah. things were changing for women. And like women specifically is like the main thing that I can really think of. And, um, like uh, feminism. Yeah, feminism and beliefs. homosexuality even. Like, yeah. you know, because in traditional African culture, the woman, you get married at 14, you pump out as many babies as you can until you're 50, you stay married, your husband is going to go to work, he comes back, there better be food on the table, kids better be clean, mm-hmm. you know, everything yeah. in the house has yeah. to be handled, and that's your job, to be mm-hmm. a housewife, you know? And, you know, girls do not like girls, guys do not like guys, you yeah. know? And yeah. no sex before marriage, yeah. and, you know, honestly, like a bunch of other tiny little delicacies mm-hmm. and ways of being, you know, respect mm-hmm. your elders no matter what. But, they just don't resonate with me, you know, in those kind of ideas. And, like, part of that is because I did grow up in a very Western society. Yeah. And, you know, because of that, I'm like, women do what they want. Women mm-hmm. are amazing. And, mm-hmm. you know, if if yeah. a guy wants a woman who's going to be there when he comes home with a meal on the table, find a woman like that. Don't train a woman to be like that. Exactly. You yeah. know? <laughs> and also, yeah. 14 is not old enough to no. get married. No, 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 no. <laughs> But, yeah, I was going to say, because, like, I am... I feel like I'm the same in that way, mm-hmm. but like we had, we came to this like same mindset in different ways. Mm-hmm. Cause like I grew up here mm-hmm. and I have a white mom mm-hmm. and I grew up with her values as well as like the Tanzanian values of like respect your elders, you know. That's that one is that's the only one I really like kind of resonate with, honestly, or like respect people. Okay, I was gonna say because re- the whole respect your elders thing in African culture, in essence, it's means very extreme. They can say whatever they yeah, want that's to you. Very extreme, they can yeah. do whatever yeah, they yeah, like, yeah. even if it's a stranger on the street. If they are older than you, automatically, you know. But if there's an old man on the street who's catcalling me and calling me a prostitute, I, know, yeah. I don't know why I have to yeah, still. I'm no. kia him. Oh, <sighs> respect him. Yeah, basically, yeah. like a, I'm kia is like a respectful greeting. Yeah, you know, and like I. But that's the expectation, you know? These yeah. old people can get away with whatever they want and saying whatever they want. Like, I had an aunt who yeah. literally, I mentioned this in that episode, see me puff up and do a fat walk. And I still had to yeah. go and say yeah, hi yeah, every yeah. time. Get I her know, tea, yeah. get her juice. Yeah. You know? And that was, like, one of the first things that I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, I was like, yeah. this is not real. Yeah. You know? And, like, I like that you kind of see that, saw that adapting beliefs as well. That's so yeah, interesting. That's, 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 that's what, what I wanted yeah, to say. Yeah. Because... Yeah. For you, respecting elders wasn't, you know, an absolute. You just adapted. I respect them if they respect me, first of all. You know? Period. That's the general rule of thumb. Yeah, honestly. Um, But, like, I see what you mean. Because it is extreme. Like, if you don't respect another person, why should you give respect to them? And that's, like, the influence. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) If If another person doesn't respect you, why should you give them respect? Exactly. Very clean. Very (laughs) good. And so it's, like, that adapting mindsets from, like, my mom's belief and, like, her culture mm-hmm. and then the culture that I grew up in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that I would like to talk about is, like, 
being mixed. Yes. And I think that's really interesting in for you. Yeah. A culture where mixed people aren't very present. Or like I haven't seen many or I've had discussions many. with people about, you know, being mixed and, and that mixed kind of idea and um obviously I've spoken to you about it as mm-hmm. well. But there's also that like you're too white for your black side you're too black for your white side i'm so confused about every aspect (laughs) of my identity yeah i'm like i think that's really really interesting because yeah how do you resonate with that when you know yeah somebody once told me they believe mixed should be its own category honestly instead of both i really don't know because it is both Mm -hmm. but it still is one in itself yeah you know Mm -hmm. because i feel i resonate a lot with like growing up in Tanzania with, like, Tanzanian, um, not really culture, but, like, the environment and, Mm -hmm. like, the people Mm -hmm. and, like, the general attitude of being, you know? Mm -hmm. But I have a German passport. I am a German citizen, but I would never truly feel at home in Germany the way that I do here. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Kenyan aspect, which... <laughs> it's a mess, actually. Um, do you do you see that survey? Um, this is a sidetrack, but I promise we're gonna get back to your point. It's mm-hmm. just really interesting. They did a survey yeah. in Kenya, oh my God. and the average number of partners that a man has is seven point four. <laughs> How's it point four? <laughs> well, it's an average, obviously. Okay, yeah. yeah, but seven. Wow. For women, it's two. That's hilarious. That's really funny. Anyways, anyway, so yeah. I didn't I grow up with my dad, uh-huh. and I never really had that influence of like a black family member. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, like my mom found me scrubbing my skin mm-hmm. because I wasn't the same color as her, mm-hmm. and so I somehow thought that scrubbing my skin <laughs> would make me the same color. And like that from early on, yeah, you know, it's it like sticks with me, you know, mm-hmm. and like. Sure, I've, like, come to accept it more and, like, be more comfortable with it. But it's still so confusing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if dichotomous is the right word. Die does mean too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, I re- it's so hard to articulate, yeah. honestly, because it's so, it's so lucid, but yet still, like, so compact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like... I genuinely do resonate with, like, my German side Mm -hmm. and, like, my German culture and my Mm -hmm. German family because that's pretty much all that I've known. Mm -hmm. But then also the Tanzanian side, you know, and, like, with the intertwining. Yeah. And the Kenyan and the whole, you know, feeling that kind of... Because, you know, both my parents are black. They're both Tanzanian, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of Malawian, but hey. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly Tanzanian. And, like there is such a level of community and like yes to that a, is something to i a degree, so resonate with to a degree also exclusivity i get you that, know yeah because yeah. like if you're tanzanian you are tanzanian you mm-hmm. know like you yeah, you know the tanzanian culture you know the tanzanian mm-hmm. greetings like you know what mm-hmm. come what you know what passes what what's mm-hmm. acceptable yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and you know like what's not and like Especially for like mixed kids like you, you know, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get that full experience. It's because, so difficult. Yeah, like because, people call me Mzungu, even though I've lived here my entire yeah, life. Yeah, Mzungu is like foreigner, foreigner. in Swahili. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's just like I don't know. I've always, be, I've never been on the outside, you mm-hmm. know, because yeah. like I mentioned, I'm very black yeah. um, and very Tanzanian. But even that, 
actually I have because I did live in the UK mm-hmm. and it was so like my Swahili was a lot more like choppy because I only spoke it at home mm-hmm. and even then it wasn't really with my mom because my mom was going to work she was working in English she would come home and speak to us in English mm-hmm. I really only spoke Kiswahili with my dada yeah. and even then I was still going to school learning English and having yeah. conversations yeah. you know and I got called Mzungu you know I got told oh you know you're not really Tanzanian you, know, mm-hmm. you barely know the language you know if I didn't know something like to this day I still get a little bit defensive I don't know something because I'm like mm-hmm. I'm a bad Tanzanian you know mm-hmm. but it's kind of an iceberg thing again, you know? Yeah. The, it's the tip of the iceberg, yeah. you know, the language, knowing these little ins and outs. Yeah. But, like, it's so much deeper than that, yeah, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, like, living here and just fully being here, you know, mm-hmm. in, integrated into the mm-hmm. culture, like, you mm-hmm. know, greeting elders, doing yeah. uh, send-offs and stuff, like, you yeah. know, like, um, what's it called, that thing I do? Vigele Gele, which is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry for people listening on headphones. <laughs> Should have given a headphone one. <laughs> but yeah, like there's so many other little things that just mean so much more. But yeah, they only come up to that those basics. Yeah, and like that yeah, exactly. degree of exclusivity is so mm-hmm. damaging. Because mm-hmm. you know, especially in like cases yes, like yours, definitely. How are you supposed to connect exactly, to that side of you? Exactly, and that's the thing because like wherever I go, I'm never like German enough mm-hmm. or. Kenyan enough or Tanzanian enough you know and like in Germany I'm asked where are you really from here I'm asked where are you really from you know and it's like what can I do <laughs> um, but yeah I think that's probably a shared um, frustration with a lot of third culture kids um, just like belonging everywhere and yet nowhere at the mm-hmm. same time you know and then, like, feeling that kind of disconnect yeah, as well. Because, like, especially when I was living in the UK, it was so easy to just feel so disconnected from being Tanzanian. Mm-hmm. Like, my younger brother, for a very long time, never called himself Tanzanian. He said he was English. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he just never had... He felt just such a disconnect because yeah. he was never actually, you know, integrated. He was born in the UK. We spent most of our time in the UK. Like, you know, we really... My dad came to visit us in uh, spring for, like... Easter break mm-hmm. um, and then we went during Christmas and summer mm-hmm. and that was like the only overlap yeah you know yeah. and so he just never really got that full yeah yeah and so he yeah. just feels that disconnect like you know and as much as we tease him for it like to this day if I speak to him in Swahili he'll still answer me in English mm-hmm. he understands that he can speak it but yeah. you know he, yeah. he responds in English yeah, even I like with yeah and yeah. just because that's what he's more comfortable with and like mm-hmm. it's it's odd but he feels that kind of disconnect between his own language mm-hmm. and you know and like uh, I get it, obviously, you know, and like yeah. so for some people, it's difficult to make that effort, you know, because as much as I know that he appreciates his culture, he doesn't fully connect with it, mm-hmm. you know, and he, especially with like linking back to that idea of globalization. I think there's also, sorry, I yeah, also think no. there's like a difference between appreciating it and connecting with it. Yeah, know? exactly, because I know he appreciates it, and mm-hmm. I know that you know, he he does speak the language my grandma speaks in swahili he responds in swahili he amkias her he you know he eats if he if what's on the plate is rice and beans he's gonna have some rice and beans you know? complain, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah it comes back to the idea of globalization because as much as he's always felt that disconnect even when we moved back to tanzania mm-hmm. because of westernization and how deeply the western world has become rooted he kind of just hid in that section of it you yeah. know because yeah. that's what he was comfortable with yeah and you know that was that disconnect and honestly, I get it. Like, you know, like even when I was living in Dar, it wasn't like I was all of a sudden only wearing diras and kitenge and mm-hmm. tie a kanga yeah. on my waist on yeah. Sundays, you know? Yeah. Like, 
and it was just kind of like it was so interesting seeing the difference of three years because that's all that's different between my mm-hmm. brother and I and how mm-hmm. that influenced how we yeah. connected to our own culture you know because I, I always used to say like one and a half years really didn't change much for me like mm-hmm. I really did just get dropped in the UK but I think it, I genuinely believe that it did mm-hmm. because I was in Dar you know my mother's pregnancy cravings was street food yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. for my younger brother it was like orange juice <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like, every little thing, I think, is so different. Mm-hmm. And it, it impacts how you connect with your culture and yeah. how you, how deeply you can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, again, for you, that must be interesting to think about, too. It's really confusing because, like, I have so many cultures that I'm part of. But it's also, like, I'm not fully connected to mm-hmm. any one of them, you know? Like, I'm not fully connected to my German side, although I resonate with my German culture. I'm not fully Tanzanian. I'm not even Tanzanian. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's the culture I most resonate with. And yet, I'm not, you know. You're Kenyan. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like I said, intersecting identities. <laughs> Someone's playing Frozen. Oh, my God. Suddenly, I bump into you. <laughs> So I got so excited. I'm a child. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, your point. <laughs> I finished my point. Oh, and it remind me. <laughs> yeah, we have both have completely fried brains. <laughs> fried to a crisp. We might just well, edit hey. this out, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but like kind of the idea of westernization. Mm-hmm. which I think is very, very interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, you talked about how um, you don't really connect to your German side and, you know, your... I mean, I do. Like, I do have, like, German traditions, mm-hmm. you know, like Christmas and, like, the types of foods that we eat mm-hmm. and, like... But I've never, like, been a part of it and yeah. I've never been, like, exposed to it the way that, I don't know, I would have been if I had lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought about this the other day because, like, if I had lived there... I would have been a completely different person, you know, and I would have not only not ha- being having grown up without a, my dad, I wouldn't have had that exposure to like the African culture, mm-hmm. you know, and I really am grateful for that because in in a way I am indirectly exposed to my Kenyan side by living here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Arusha is very close to Kenya. Yeah. Exactly. So, but like I also see like your connection with Kenyan culture, like and how much that's changed when you started becoming friends with, like Ngure, Nigel, yeah, and Kimani. Like you definitely. know, being around yeah. Kenyans, I've seen how you know you're seeing definitely. things totally differently, and like not only that, but I'm more comfortable like being black. Yeah. Yeah. It did because wonders before, for you, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, because before I was, I didn't know what I was. <laughs> you know, I was just confused. Yeah. And. Now I'm still confused, but less confused, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah. I think that that's so interesting because I've genuinely seen it. Like, Noemi, when we first met, she didn't speak Swahili very well or very yeah. often. Like, it was not very practiced. And, like, you know, then I just started speaking to her in Swahili because I love speaking Swahili. It's fun. It, and I wanted to practice. And she wanted to practice. Yeah. yeah. So, and now, like, it's incredible. She's improved so much. Like, she, like, she'll understand. She speaks oh, back. Stop. She's so. <laughs> Not to give her a big head. Um, (laughs) But just, like, being around that culture and being able to connect to it so fully. And, like, like you said, being black in general. Because, like, I remember, like, 
I don't even know if it was your first time saying the N-word. But it was yeah. such... We, like, shook your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were, like, dapping each other up. Like, you know? And you were genuinely so... I saw how connected it made you. You yeah. know? How, like, you really felt black. Yeah. And that kind before, of like that exclusivity thing. Before, I didn't really have many black friends. And I didn't really have that exposure. Mm-hmm. Like... Sure, I had, like, a few, but, like, even they were, like, third culture kids, you know, and it was quite eye-opening, and I am so grateful for it, because, like, without it, I would be more confused. (laughs) You said confused so many times. I am confused. (laughs) I really am. Please, to any third culture kid out there, tell me if you're as confused as me because I am. It's totally fine. Be it's confused. totally fine. Yeah, be confused. You yeah. are an amalgamation of so many different things and it's yeah. all coming together inside of you. Yeah. And um, which brings back to the point I was mentioning earlier westernization, you know, because now it isn't even just the place you grow up and where mm-hmm. you're from, it's the influence of the Western world. Yes. And yeah. the US and Europe and how that bleeds into everything now, especially mm-hmm. with globalization, like you were saying, mm-hmm. because it's not even just your culture and um, where you're growing up. It's also the Internet. Which yeah. Is very, very. Westernized. I've learned so much about yeah. so many different cultures just because of social media. Yeah. And, the and internet. that interconnectivity. You yeah. Know? People being able to share things online mm-hmm. and um, f- those ideas bleeding into real life and, yeah. and just like how easy it is to access western ideals and how you know widespread there are now more and more like swanglish (laughs) (laughs) which is a very good example um so swahili is spoken here and in kenya and probably other places but not as like i know the main countries speak swahili is here in kenya and even our um swahili is very very different because it's just how it is but we both speak swanglish which is like um a lot of the time, if you don't know what a word is, you add E to the end. Yeah. Like, I, to this day, I don't know what shark is. I say shaki. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, you know. Or like shang, you know? Yeah, or like, you know, shang, which is just like offshoots of like mixing English with Swahili or mm-hmm. like English with a tribal language. And yeah. it just becomes a part of the culture. Yeah. And just like that, just that little piece of westernized. Yeah. Just, like, I also think the... it's definitely like an impact of like colonialism, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tune into next week's episode where we discuss that. Yeah. Very yeah. fully. It's very fun. Um, and we have a guest for that one too. Very yeah. Dutch, very German. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that Westernization plays a huge part in how you connect to your culture because, like, mm-hmm. like coming back to that, I, figuring out how to like mix traditional African cultures and the way the world is now, mm-hmm. Westernization plays a huge part in that because mm-hmm. you know with femininity femininity feminism (laughs) you know like gay rights Mm -hmm. you know yeah different people just genuinely people signing up for each other mental health education yeah you know yeah that's definitely bleeding yeah exactly that becoming more and more prominent even like the way we treat animals oh my god let me tell you 10 years ago people were kicking dogs on the street now they're feeding them you know Mm -hmm. and like setting up shelters for them sure it's westernization and we are stepping away from like original cultures yeah. i guess but i don't i don't know if it's like an improvement because like it kind of leaks into so much yeah yeah you know and like little like that like especially because i remember when i was younger i loved animals ever since i was a kid like mm-hmm. i still do and i would always ask my mom for like even like a cat i used to be like even just a cat because you know they don't yeah. do anything yeah. you know they just they on vibes yeah. <laughs> you know? and my mother said to me like no you can't have a cat because when cats come into your house they bring all the bad things and when dogs come into your house they bring all the good things 
And yeah. And then a couple years later, lo and behold, I got a cat. And my mother loved that cat. <laughs> <laughs> and like, even like little things like that, that mm-hmm. kind of alter that the traditional ideals, the yeah. traditional cultures. Yeah. And seeing how they kind of adapt and come into each other. But also how things are lost you know things do get lost in that whole kind of adaptation situation but i mean it's also like that idea of like growth and development you know because i'm thinking of this one quote i don't know how to what was it um every new chapter of our lives requests for an old part of us to fall and a new to rise oh yeah Uh and that isn't necessarily a negative thing Mm -hmm. you know as long as we like remember and cherish those you know Mm -hmm. and i think that is applicable to this you know yeah exactly like it's just kind of that like some things do have to go you know some things have to fall and like but then there's also who are you to choose exactly you know like but also i think the thing is that it happens so like gradually mm -hmm. and naturally that we don't really realize it yeah but like also no but what i was thinking with that whole who are you to choose thing is the issue of fgm which is female mm-hmm. genital mutilation, which is very common in a mm-hmm. lot of rural African tribes, not just in East Africa, but all over the world. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we, there are a lot of dangers to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's literally mutilization. It's mm-hmm. female circumcision in quotation marks. Yeah. You can't really circumcise a female, but it's just cutting your, a young woman's vagina. Yeah. And when, um, it, you know, people started taking action and noticing it, a lot of the cultures who practiced it were getting really offended. You know, mm-hmm. it's our culture. How dare yeah. you tell us what not to practice? Yeah. And, like, it's such a delicate thing. Yeah. Because yeah. who who gets to choose what exactly. gets to stay and what doesn't get to yeah. stay? You know, and, and in that kind of idea, how do you balance, you know, those traditional ideals and things that mean a lot to a lot of different people and the fact that the world is changing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, especially with colonialism, like, we've already lost so much of our culture. We're clinging on to whatever we have left. I know, but we should cling on to things that don't hurt other people. (laughs) But they don't see it that way. I'm not not pro-FGM, by the way. Yeah. Please don't cut. She's playing devil's advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate. Oh, that makes me sound like... (laughs) Like? Straight white man in, like, (laughs) an ethics discussion. You don't have to be a straight white man to discuss ethics. There was I a don't. guy. There was a, a guy at school. He was he was actually a graduate from one of the UWCs. I don't remember which one. And he was, Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he used to go to thingy. What's it called? Saint Constantine's. And he gave this really, really interesting talk about the future, and how the future can look. And he said that the future um, is very malleable, and it's our responsibility to shape it mm-hmm. and shape it in a way that, you know, is sustainable, is inclusive, you know. And I really resonate with that because as things do change, it's important to to get comfortable with that change and also kind of embrace it because change isn't always negative, you know. And I don't know. It's... It's not a negative thing when things do change. But and I think that also, like, plays into the whole idea behind this podcast, you know? Being, yeah. Having an open mind. Having you these know, discussions. Yeah. And, you know... Actually, one of the sources that I was looking at, one of the TED Talk that I was going to um, put in the reference bank, said that their culture kids are very good at being open-minded because 
of that constant change, mm -hmm. you know, and like adapting to new situations and environments. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Because I think the growing up around so many different, growing up around so many different cultures, like I said, like I did have a lot of kids in my class who were also from African countries or mm -hmm. from Caribbean countries yeah. and just, you know, figuring out their own culture. Um, it made me so much more like, open because we talked about yeah. it you know we talked yeah. about how this is so different from what we do at home because at home we do abc yeah. you yeah. know and then somebody else say yeah at home we do this 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 and yeah. it's like oh that's pretty similar you know yeah. like even like here also, in such I a wide international thing, school like, exactly it's the yeah. same kind of yeah, idea growing you know? up in an international place yeah. and like having a lot of like different ideas and personalities and perspectives just mm -hmm. come together and make this like one whole which is basically what a third culture <laughs> kid is you know yeah yeah and it's it's really nice like genuinely like unless you're confused it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point that's a good point but yes so it like is nice. in my case i really like liked having that space with other people who are also in the middle of it yeah you know who because we were like kids i moved back when i was 10 so i was below 10 when i was having these conversations so we were our brains were basically plastic you mm -hmm. know and hearing all of these different ideas and hearing that other people were feeling this weird kind of confusing disconnect mm -hmm. and yet somehow connect to yeah. where yeah. they're from and here and those kind of ideals and like even like a lot of british culture like in london is mixed between um caribbean culture and british mm -hmm. culture you know and it's so interesting seeing all the intricacies of that and being able to take part in it and mm -hmm. see it and yeah. share your own kind of the different intricacies that kind of go mm -hmm. on. And um, I honestly, I love being part of it, but I get how, you know, it's confusing for somebody who already is, you know, thinking about where they're from, where yeah. they are, yeah. <laughs> you know. I think it's a different thing when you grow up somewhere and then move somewhere else, mm -hmm. you know. Or, like, when you grow up where, let's say, your parents' culture is from, and then you move somewhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. um, just because it's very... You already have that, like, association with that culture, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, let's say if I had grown up in Germany, I would, like, consider myself more German. Um, and then, rather than having moved to Tanzania, then I would live in Tanzania and mm -hmm. not feel Tanzanian, you know? Yeah. But yeah, is that all you want to talk about? Um, uh, no, but like also I think that it's important to mention that it doesn't invalidate any of our cultures because yeah. they're culture kids. Yeah, <laughs> it not really at all. doesn't. You are not. It just enriches it. Enriches yeah. it, honestly. It's like we said earlier, it's about layers. You're yeah. not getting rid of a part of you simply because you're growing up in a place or like you feel a disconnect to where you're really from because the place you're growing up mm -hmm. and the culture that you're exposed to is so different and so mm -hmm. westernized or so disconnected or completely changed. There's chaos going on outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're bad where you're, you know, where your roots are, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you can always learn. And just because you didn't have that growing up doesn't mean that you never will. And it doesn't yeah. make you, a, yeah. it doesn't, invalidate where you're from and where yeah. you're perform just because your experience is a little different or it's a bit less yeah everyone's immersive. experience is unique every third culture kid's experience is unique mm -hmm. you know that's the beauty of being human you know we're all individuals <laughs> unique individuals you know like snowflakes exactly like snowflakes some i don't know where that came from i'm so sorry <laughs> um 
but yeah, Grace Sherry thing is it really is like that, and yeah, it makes you so much more enriched. Yes, you know. Yes, because like Noemi said earlier, you know, you have to be a lot more open minded. Yeah, you, know? you have to listen to different kinds of conversations. You have, you have to, to have that conversation. Yeah, exactly. You adapt, you know, and we started this whole podcast based on that idea, and because we see the value in it, and mm-hmm. you're living proof that it's you know kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, relish in that kind of thing. Talk mm-hmm. about it, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to pick a side. You don't have to be your own box. You can be both. You can connect you can more be deeply all. to one. Exactly. Yeah. And like in Noemi's case, you know, she's her nationalities are German and Kenyan, but I honestly consider her Tanzanian. Yeah. You know? And she considers herself a Tanzanian. And, and German. And German. And a little bit of Kenyan. <laughs> she's just many, many things and doesn't even necessarily have to be what your where your blood is from or where your roots are yeah because that's the beauty of culture it can be shared and it can be appreciated and oh my god cultural appropriation that's next week's episode (laughs) (laughs) thank god i thought we'd somehow like skip such an important thing i know that'd be such that that would take so long to unpack i know (laughs) but yeah yeah uh, so thank you for listening to another episode of the Rainbow yes. Podcast. We are now on our uh, final three. Yes, that's so exciting! Oh my god! <laughs> Next week's episode is very exciting. Um, yeah. Also, let us know if you have any ideas or suggestions about what yes. you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear your input. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we'd love to know that we're not just talking to ourselves too. Yeah. So, <laughs> not talking to ourselves, but also with you guys yeah we'd love to have open conversations dm us on instagram um at ready or not underscore podcast underscore um our personal instagrams are in the bio we'd if love you to answer your out. questions yeah. yeah and we'd love to share yeah and talk about all the different cultures that you're a part of and that we've gotten a chance to be a part of yeah um that'd be so interesting genuinely. i would love to i know like because like we said we can only really talk about our experiences and we're yeah both exactly African, yeah and you know She's European. It's very westernized. I also was in Europe. Well, I was in the UK. I don't know how Europe that is. They didn't leave the EU as well. Okay, we're not going to... Anyway. We're not... Yeah. <laughs> Can't get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, tune in next week. And, we love um, you. You're great. And as per usual, be, be kind, kind, think wisely, and, and always be willing to listen. listen. We love you. Valentine is coming. Where's your boyfriend? Where's your boyfriend? You are sitting at home. Lonely.